Hello, and welcome to Bite Size Podcast, the show where we give you big ideas bite size. My name is Tally. <laughs> I'm Adrian. And today, we get to conclude our wonderful UFO and Alien series with our favorite part of our series, which is the listener stories. Yeah, it's really the best episode because you guys get to hear from your peers that are also bite-sized buddies, and we don't have to do really any work at all. Yeah, it's great. We just, you guys send it in. You do all the work for us, honestly. I love it. It's so good. (laughs) No, and this one's really exciting, too, because everyone, I feel like, has their own UFO stories. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. So. I will go ahead and start off with our... uh, Wait, um, I'm a fucking idiot. Sorry. Uh, How have you been? What have you been (laughs) up to? (laughs) Um, I'm okay. Time times are hard, but they're not bad. Right. So that's cool. Um, this last Sunday, the twenty third, was my first day off since Sunday the ninth. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. That smarts. <laughs> so I'm just really fucking tired. Uh yeah, that makes complete and total sense. I would not blame you. Yeah. Um. And then on top of that, since I work at a college, um, we have to adhere to the college schedule, which usually in the fall is fun because there's a bunch of three-day weekends, Mm -hmm. but with the whole pandemic going on, they took away all of the three-day weekends. Wait, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the thought is that they don't want people to travel. So then Mm. after Thanksgiving, there will be no more in-person classes. Well, that's pretty cool. It is. I'm guessing we'll be on work-from-home orders again soon, given how all the other colleges that have reopened have handled things. Yeah, I just saw that University of Alabama has like 500-some-odd cases in their first week of opening or something like that. Cool. Dope. Yeah, cool and dope. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a quarter of our population at the school I'm at, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's not good, my dude. I'm So obviously, we are, for the most part, based out of South Dakota. Um, and the, you know, one event that pretty much everyone fucking hates, other than the people that attend, I feel like, just happened, which is the Sturgis Rally. Yeah. And good fucking God. Yeah, super glad we made the news with that one. I just, like, I mean, I can't really comment on it because I wasn't there. I know how many, like, motorcycle, like motorcyclists and how much motorcycle traffic we had going through the park, which is always a lot because a lot of people stop through here on their way to or from Sturgis. Right. Um, but there's just so much bullshit. Oh, my God. There was a video of a shitty fucking band made up entirely of white people that were doing a shitty job of performing a shitty cover of the theme from the Prince, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air right, right. to a crowd of exclusively white people, <laughs> none of whom were wearing masks at the uh, Loud American. 
Cool. Cool. And I was like, what is the point? You're not winning. Like, this is so fun. Why? Why is this necessary? Is this really worth it to you? This experience, this terrible fucking experience, this is worth it to you to risk your health and the health of every single other person around you. And on top of that, you're not from this state. Yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> oh, my God. It was just so traumatic, honestly. Yeah, I <sighs> didn't go at all. Um, no surprise there. But I heard a lot of interesting stories. Oh, yeah? Mostly just, you know, the same stuff that you always hear about, so. Right. Groping, beer getting spilled on people, fighting. Yeah, you know, human trafficking. (laughs) Yeah. People being completely disrespectful of their surroundings. Yeah, you know. And that's not to say that's bikers, like a stereotypical thing of bikers, because bikers themselves are super dope. I just think that anytime there's that amount of people, no matter what they're gathering for, there's always shitty things that happen. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like when I was growing up, I feel like the crowd that came to Sturgis was definitely a lot different than it is now. I feel like nowadays we have like a lot of Trump supporters and a lot of racists and people that are just like inherently shitty. And, like, going through their, I don't fucking know, midlife crisis and have to take it out on everybody else. For sure. And there's, like, you know, there's the real, quote-unquote, bikers, um, but then there's all of the tourist bikers that Mm -hmm. only ride motorcycles during and around the Sturgis Rally. Right. Which are completely different. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, so... Yeah. Good times! (laughs) (laughs) Super good times! Stoked on it! Yeah, but, you know, we made it through, supposedly, and now the, um, the fair's in town, so... Yeah, and that's still (laughs) happening, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Is there a carnival as well? How do you mean... Like, I know the fair's in town, but mostly that's, like, rodeo and, like, 4-H and stuff like that and, like, stock auctions. No, the fair always has rides and everything. Right. I was just wondering if this year that was different, but apparently not. Yeah. I mean, I haven't gone at all, so I don't know what it looks like or what they're doing or what any of the scheduled events look like, but I know it's still happening. (sighs) Well... Godspeed. <laughs> I guess we'll see what the numbers look like after this. I'm sure they'll be bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking positive they're gonna be real terrible. Because um, on top of like, here's the thing: is like you've got the like the mix of population that goes into Sturgis and like interacts with everyone from everywhere else, and then those locals that stay here then go to the fucking fair. And it, I can just, I can only imagine how bad it's going to fucking be. Yeah. Oh, my God. <sighs> Not excited to see those numbers. So, yeah, you know, it's great. <sighs> Let's talk well, about something happy. What's something good that happened to you recently? I jumped off a 30-foot cliff. 
Into water? Into water. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, into water, into water. I'm I'm super, super terrified of heights, like to the point where we hiked out. So we hiked out to this lake. It's called Phelps Lake, and it's super fucking pretty. It's just literally so gorgeous. And uh, and then we're like, oh, like we're going to this rock, so jump off, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. <laughs> um and I definitely didn't think it was going to be as big as it was. And then we got out there, and everybody just sends it. And then I'm the one who's, like, in the corner, like, trying not to cry. Oh. And, like, looking over the edge, like, oh, God, I can't fucking do it. I can't fucking do it. Like, oh, my God. And then everybody's, like, trying to hype me up, which is, like, if I'm on the verge of an anxiety attack, <laughs> I don't want people to be like, come on, come on. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and so I'm like, shh, 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 And... So I went and got my speaker and my phone, which were already playing, but I like brought them closer to me and I put on Ocean Man by Ween and then I just ran off the cliff. Perfect. And, uh, and did that. So that's something that I can officially say that I did. And that was, oh my God, it was so much fun. I don't think I'll ever do it again, <laughs> but it was definitely fun and I'm glad that I did it and didn't check it out. Well, good job, bud. Thanks, man. Way to fucking um, be. Yeah, and we've been doing, like, everybody's, like, super, super close, and, like, there's no drama here, which is really uh, amazing in seasonal work, because there's definitely, like, a decent amount of drama when you work in parks like this, but it's uh, it's been relatively drama-free, everyone likes each other, we all hang out, we do, like, movie nights under the stars, we go hiking, we go swimming, like... Um, we went to this thing called Kelly Warm Springs, which is, like, kind of like a hot spring, but not very. Okay, um, okay. Because there's, like, a river that runs through the thermal Oh, my God, a river pocket, runs through it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're also doing some fly fishing on the side. It was great. Dope. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, and, uh, we were, like, chilling, having a good time, relaxing, like, feeling the bubbles that were coming up from the ground. It was, like, a good time. And then all of a sudden we hear, like, a fucking, like, a, like, a sound, uh, like a moose. And I am fucking terrified of moose. They're fucking like, huge. They're, first of all, they're fucking huge. Also, they will fucking kill you and, like, not even, like, have, like, second thoughts about it. Like, they will lose zero percent sleep. They're way bigger the than they you. need to be. Yeah. Why the fuck does a moose need to be that big? They you have no lichens. business being that uh-uh. big. No, absolutely not. Uh, so we heard it a second time, and then, like, we literally, like, it got, like, right next to us and was, like, and we, like, dipped the fuck out and, like, ran away because I was, like, I'm not about to be moose murdered right now. Because <laughs> that's what it is. It's a murder. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then yesterday it rained for the first time in a really long time, which is very nice because the fire danger out here has been fucking insane for like a month. Um, and we've all been kind of like very scared about what might happen. Um, but it rained yesterday and it was unfortunately the first time (laughs) that my friend and I got off early enough to try and go out to this place called Granite Hot Springs, which is like two hours away. We drove all the fucking way out there, and they closed the pool, and then 15 minutes later, it stopped raining, uh, but it was already close enough to their closing time that they didn't open it back up. And it's oh, like, that sucks. Fuck my ass. <laughs> like, this sucks. Um, but because we had driven all the way out there, by the time we got back into the park, 
so three ninety nine is a famous grizzly mama uh, because she is known for having the most documented cubs in the park okay. or of any grizzly in North America, I think. Oh, dope. Um, and she has four cubs this year. And so when we were driving by this hillside. Um, she was there with all of her babies and they were so so close to the car so we could see them and it was just literally the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. sounds adorable. Yeah. And they were like eating berries and like rolling around on this hill. It was like, oh oh my God, just Just bear things. Just bear things. Cute. Yeah. So those are some, some positive things that have happened recently. Cool. I like it. So I've had some fun things recently as well. Um, this last Saturday, I got to officiate a wedding. Oh, yay! Yeah. How was that? It was good. Um, it was not my first wedding that I officiated, um, which is helpful. But I did only get asked to do it like 10 days before the wedding. <laughs> That's always fun. Lots of planning and preparation. <laughs> yeah. Can cool. Be no pressure. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it turned out really well, and um, the couple was happy with what I did, which was great, and also I got hugged by a bunch of their family because they liked it, so. Aw. Yeah. Hugs. And but family. the star of that wedding was this fucking charcuterie table. It oh. was... Oh my god. Um so the bride, her aunt like does I don't know what she does for a living, but apparently has something to do with charcuterie boards. <laughs> um, oh, nice. That's a fucking hell of a living. Yeah, I dude. Do charcuterie for for my I want to charcuterie for my supper. I don't fucking I'm Yeah. Shut up. Seriously. It was like a a big fucking table and the whole thing was just so many different charcuterie items and then her mom instead of doing like a traditional wedding cake she just made a bunch of different cakes so like everywhere you looked was like a different style of cake and then there was like a bunch of different cured meats and a bunch of different fruits and a bunch of different cheeses and like fun little pickles and there was like some fancy local honeycomb, like all kinds of shit. And I stood there just really in awe of the whole thing. Um, and That's so fucking awesome. Yeah, it was so cool. I'm pretty sure Russ was the photographer, so I'm pretty sure he took pictures. Oh, hell yeah. I'll have to check his Instagram. Yeah. Twas great. Um, but yeah, so that happened and it was good. Um and then, other than that, we are gearing up for our next burlesque show, um, which is both stressful but also fun, um, just to see what, because we have some new girls in the troupe, so just to see what they're coming up with, and it's really great, and I like watching people do things that they love. Yeah, it's, like, pretty much the best. Yeah. <laughs> So, Heck yeah! How's how's the puppy doing? Oh, little pupperoonie. He's uh, he's doing well. He will have his follow up appointment in like two weeks, um, and then we'll find out if we can start increasing his exercise and mm-hmm. stuff. Because right now, like he can't. We're supposed to not be letting him like jump and run 
because he had double elbow surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we take him outside, he has to be on a leash so he doesn't jump and run. And we can only, mm-hmm. you know, we're only out there for him to do his business and come back in. Um, mm-hmm. But he is also, you know, like 10 months old. So <laughs> there's a lot right. of energy. <laughs> so I really just, Poppy things. I want the vet to be like, if anything, I want him to say he can be outside unsupervised. <laughs> so when he's getting the right. zoomies, I can just fucking put him out back. <laughs> right. Oh, God. I call him my little nightmare because he is. <laughs> <laughs> that's adorable. But yeah, that's but... that's all the stuff. Hell yeah. Well, now that we are re-energized and ready to go. I will go ahead and start off with our first listener write-in. Oh my god! Um, yes! <laughs> I don't know what noise to make. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna fucking stop now. Um, so, because of the nature of the subjects, we have decided to forego naming any names, so all of these are anonymously submitted. So... We'll start with this one. So when I was younger, my dad, my best friend, and I used to go four-wheeling all the time out in a place called Farmingdale. It's a big area where people have made paths and trails to ride dirt bikes and four-wheelers. It is well-known and always busy. One weekend, we loaded up to go out there like we always do. As soon as we got out there, we realized we were the only ones there, which was odd, but we were excited about it as we had the place to ourselves. We only had one dirt bike and one four-wheeler, so one person always had to stay at the truck while the other two went out. This day, we had also seen there were what looked like National Guard or something doing helicopter drills out in the distance, as a couple helicopters had kept hovering and going up and down in the field. So, my friend and my dad decided to go ride near where they were doing this to get a closer look, leaving me behind to sit at the truck. I was reading a magazine or something while I was there and heard a car coming. I figured people were finally starting to show up. Nope. (laughs) Behind me, a caravan of the exact same black cars, about seven or eight of them, rode by, and they all had black suits and black sunglasses, and they all stared at me as they passed. (laughs) Mind you, this place is in the middle of nowhere, and the direction they were going was further into that nowhere. Also, it was in the direction of where the helicopters were. I shrugged it off as strange and went back to waiting for my dad and my friend to come back. A while later, they both ride back to the truck. They both take their helmets off and are looking at each other strangely. My dad says, do you want to tell him or do you want me to? I'm thinking, what the hell are they talking about? They proceed to tell me about how they rode out to where they could see those helicopters better and stopped for a minute to watch whatever drills they were doing. They said one helicopter was hovering out there and the door opened up and this weird orange-colored half-man, half-deer-looking creature jumped out of the helicopter and ran away! Oh, God. Oh, my God. Immediately after the helicopters helicopters disappeared... Then, as soon as the helicopters left, people showed up riding dirt bikes in droves. It's like something was keeping them away during all this, and we were in, we were somehow there when we weren't supposed to be. It's a weird story, and my dad still swears by what he saw, and actually won't tell the story to people because he's afraid of being put on some sort of watch list. I think the people I saw were some sort of men in black type, and that's my story. Oh my god, that's so uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't, that's so crazy. <laughs> Oh my god. If I see like more than one black Lincoln Town car in a row, I get sketched out. Like Oh yeah. So 
in the park recently, there's been these, like, all-black, all-tinted government vehicles, like, roaming around. And so, like, we figured it's probably just because, like, you know, like, some government official and their family are probably visiting the park. But we've been seeing them, like, a lot. (laughs) Weird. And so that's creepy. I like that this story is about men in black. Yeah. As a callback to Will Smith. (laughs) Absolutely. Ugh. I just want to think about him for a second. Take a moment. Uh, so good. There it, is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Okay. All I will do the next one. This one is long, so buckle the fuck up. <laughs> First, let me make this clear. This story will not, I'm afraid, be terribly exciting. In fact, I feel that the labor of writing it out is an exercise in hype because the story can be told in a tweet or half of one. There are no descriptions of big-eyed greys or lizard... Sorry, I lost my place. Or lizard people. No mysterious implants or beams of light. Certainly no anal probes. The story has 100% anal probe-free guarantee. No, friends. Oh, my God. (laughs) All the story is about is a missing puzzle piece from my life. (laughs) Great intro. Okay. It was the late 90s. Which year exactly? I'm not sure. I can say with reasonable certainty that it was 97 or 98 because I was still living at home with my parents and had gotten into the habit of going for long drives at night by myself. I often would leave for days at a time, just jumping in my Buick and driving out to camp in secluded areas in the Black Hills or the Badlands. I was a teenager, and of course, as an angst-ridden teenage artist, I was predispositioned to doing things such as laying on the hood of my car and staring at the night sky while pondering the deepest philosophical mysteries of the cruel universe. For example, yeah, for real, (laughs) still doing that. (laughs) For example, girls and how to talk to them. (laughs) Also a vibe. (laughs) I was especially predisposed to this on nights where I had been locked out of the house. You see, at midnight, the doors at the family home would be locked and I wasn't allowed back in until sunrise, a policy that my parents implemented after being woken up too many times by their teenage sons trying to sneak in at 3.30 a.m. I get it. (laughs) I also get it. I really don't care where you're going. I just don't want you to wake me up when you come back. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) It is worth noting that I had, previous to this night, seen some lights at the sky that were not satellites and not airplanes. One time stands out in particular. While staring out my bedroom window at age 15, I had seen a set of three lights that moved across the sky, then stopped, then moved quickly straight up, then back down, then east, then west at a very high speed. To this day, when I think about that, I get a chill. It seems easily explainable as possibly a helicopter or just observing a flight path without reference. What looked like up may have been away or some such trick of perspective. But I was familiar with watching planes, and these lights did not move like airplanes. I had witnessed several sets of lights like this, but rather than rushing to conclusions, I kept in mind that the U in UFO stands for unidentified. Just because I didn't know what it was does not mean it was extraordinary or an alien. We lived not far from Ellsworth Air Force Base. Bombers fly overhead at night was not an uncommon occurrence, and at that time I was even able to discern several types of aircraft by their light configurations alone. Being near the base where B-1 bombers and the B-2 stealth bombers were operating once even led to a string of local UFO reports. 
that's true that that happens all the time <laughs> oh yeah for sure yeah especially like Elsworth new people does some crazy shit yeah new people to the area that will happen mm-hmm. a lot right the b2 while still experimental and classified had performed a low flyover over a uh, community along the i-90 corridor the strange shape and relatively quiet operation caused quite the stir However, by the time I had my experience, the B-2 was well-known, and although seldom spotted, it would not have caused a Martian panic. The air traffic from the base was essentially background noise. On this night, I had come home after midnight and was locked out of the house after going out with a few friends to drink coffee at a 24-hour cafe. Thought it was the windmill. Yeah. Or (laughs) or Perkins. (laughs) Yeah, or Perkins, yeah. I remember I had been trying to get home before I had metaphorically run into, turned into a pumpkin. This puts the time of day at roughly midnight, certainly no later than 1 a.m. Knowing I had to find something to do with my night, I took to the hood of my Buick and assumed the task of lying on my car, smoking a Lucky Strike non-filter cigarette, and looking at the sky trying to spot satellites. Satellites, if you've never spotted one, are rather easy to identify. They do not blink. And they are not clusters of light. It's just one star-like illumination in the sky that is moving out of sync with the rest and in a slow but consistent path across the night sky. The lights that I saw on this night were neither slow nor consistent. What started as a slow-moving light to the northeast of my house soon proved to be something out of the ordinary. The light began moving faster toward the west, and after a moment, one light split into three pulsing lights. The three lights rotated around each other, as they moved and picked up speed, then they abruptly stopped. They changed direction, moving toward the south, or toward me. They became brighter, faster, coming closer. And then, in a blink, they were gone. No flash, no bright light or sonic boom, no farewell or fanfare, just blinked out of existence. I had barely considered what they could have been or how unusual they were before I realized that the early light of dawn was starting to break on the eastern horizon. This was impossible. It had been just barely past curfew, not even a cigarette ago. It could not be dawn yet. And my cigarette, my cigarette was gone. I had, I had a burn between my fingers, as if the filterless cigarette had burned down between them without letting go. I unlocked my car and turned, the stereo, turned on the stereo to check the time. It was the 90s, so nobody carried cell phones. And the radio clock was blinking 12 as if my battery had been disconnected. To my mind, I had just parked there no less than 20 minutes ago. I tuned into the radio and waited for the radio station to tell me the time. It was 5 a.m. At least four hours had disappeared from my timeline. Classic abduction, (laughs) UFO interaction. Yes. (laughs) That's what that is. Oh my god, this is so crazy. I know. (laughs) The thought that I may have been abducted was immediately at the front of my explanations. I have always been a fan of UFOlogy, as well as spiritual mysteries and cryptozoology. If there was a time-life mysteries of the unknown volume about it, you could bet that I had studied it. I knew how important it was to rule out alternative explanations before setting on something as fantastic as alien abduction. And... That is the thing, friends. There are too many explanations. I was and still am blessed with an active imagination. I have long been interested in phenomena that would prime me to explain things with suspect reasoning. It was late at night. I could have nodded off 
from lack of sleep and just burned myself. My car was old and in poor, and co poor condition, and it wouldn't have been strange for the electronics to malfunction. I live near an Air Force base that was known for strange lights and secret experimental aircraft. At least I can say that at that period of my life, it would not have been a chemically induced hallucination. <laughs> but anyone who knew me in my 20s could easily write it off as that. I am, most certainly, not a reliable narrator. My human mind has flaws like anyone else, and maybe more. To simply state that this was, undeniably, an alien abduction would be ridiculous, but to me, something happened that night. Whether it was inside my head or outside this world, I cannot say. I can only say that I want to believe, and in this case, I choose to believe myself. So there you have it. In 140 characters or less, when I was a teenager, I saw a strange light and lost four hours. Maybe. I think it could have been an alien abduction. That's dope. It's so good. <laughs> That's a really good one. And I love how detailed it was. Like, that really... I was immersed, for sure. Yeah, it's really good. I suck at reading aloud, so... <laughs> I, was, I mean, I, I was still drawn. Yeah. Very... Very captivating story. You can see it, you know? It's like a scene. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was awesome. I would lose my mind if I lost four hours like that. Well, I told you on the last episode, we talked about how, like, driving Tidal Falls, like, yeah. you lost, like, two hours of time. It's And there's no, there's no fucking explanation for it. Because Ugh, the same so exact drive took us, like, an hour and a half when we were coming home. It's so fucking... <sighs> yeah. yeah, it's weird. <laughs> um, all right, next up. Okay, so back when I was like 12 or so, I was staying with some friends and we were up late playing video games or watching TV or something. Also a vibe. Yeah. Their place was out in the hills near Reptile Garden, so they didn't have any close neighbors, just trees. The power in the house went out while we were chilling in the living room and it went completely dark. Then, all of a sudden, all of the windows, like all of them on every side of the house, including the skylights, lit up with flashing colors of green and bright red for a few seconds. And then the power came back on. It felt creepy as hell, and I even recently had a friend that was with me that night ask about it. Dang. For those of you that don't know, Reptile Gardens, is it's not in town. No, it's like, it's, uh, it's like 15 minutes outside of town. Yeah, so y the, the lights that they saw couldn't be explained away by any sort of city shit. <laughs> right. It wouldn't be like, it wouldn't even be traffic because no. there's really not that much traffic. Out and it there. would be scary because it's like kind of desolate out there. <laughs> yeah. It's like the middle of the, you know, beginning of the Black Hills. So yeah. it's like, there's Oh nothing. my God. That would, be, <laughs> that would be so fucking creepy out there if that all happened. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's the next one. It starts with, Hey, here's my story. It's nothing amazing. <laughs> I was... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> so far, great. I was dating a guy whose mom lived in Martin. We went to visit her and decided one night we would go lay outside on the trampoline and look for movers, the things in the night sky that aren't stars or satellites, but are moving around. We were talking and suddenly a UFO flew over us. It was completely silent and had four lights on it in total, and I could see it was a blackish color. The air was completely calm and didn't move. There was no wind or air movement, which would usually occur when something that big and close went by. 
We immediately ran inside to tell his mom, and she thought we were fucking with her. She told us to knock it off and asked if the neighbor told us what to say. When she realized how freaked out we were, she then told us that some of the locals had been seeing the same thing, and she didn't believe them. My grandfather also saw one. He was a well driller and was sitting a well, and that's when he saw it. He refused to say what he experienced, but it affected him, and he could see the, and you can see the emotion with it. Mind you, my grandfather was a pilot in World War II and was a POW in a German camp, and he spoke about those, uh, those situations, but he refused to share about the UFO experience. Still makes me wonder to this day what he saw. Dang. Dang. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that really is. Augustus has um, come and sit next to me, so you may hear him heavily breathing into the microphone it's not me i promise oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, cute i love him all right Boop. next up so it starts like this <laughs> <clears throat> so finally have some time to write this out sorry it took so long i'm in quarantine so i have a little bit of time when I was in fourth grade, I lived out in Springbrook Acres off of Sheridan Lake Road. Also kind house... of out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's like the opposite end of town, <laughs> but out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, my parents' house adjacent to Forest Service Land. It was a great place to grow up and allowed for some amazing hiking and camping opportunities. So, like, when we say that, that's what we mean. It was, like, the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the forest. <clears throat> Before I get to the meat of the story, I do want to point out that my father is retired Air Force and was part of Project Blue Book, which was the Air Force's investigation. Oh, my God. He has also been to Area Area 51 to see a top secret satellite, he said. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) This is the coolest story. Oh, gosh. I'm so excited. Oh, the truth is out there. (laughs) It is. I want to believe. (laughs) Um, he retired from the Air Force as a lieutenant colonel when I was in second grade, which is when we moved to Rapid City. Oftentimes, as kids, we would set up a tent in the woods adjacent to our home and sleep overnight in them. On this particular night, it was myself, my brother, and a friend of ours sleeping in the tent. Sometime in the middle of the night, my friend woke me up and said, What is that out there? I looked outside the tent, and there was what looked like an orange glowing sphere floating above the treetops about 100 yards away from us. For some reason, I decided to go to my bag to get an instant camera that I had, and that's when things get hazy. We all just woke up in the morning after that, but we all still remember seeing the ball. A little anticlimactic, I know, but that's my story. See, that's another another classic sign of abduction. Yeah, these people maybe, I don't know, get abducted, and they all lose memory. Yeah. Yeah. It's a true thing. It's a real, real and true. Boop, boop. Sorry, I booped my dog. Okay. <laughs> um, super cool that his dad um, was part of Project Blue Book. Uh, yeah, that's dope as hell. I wonder what he thinks about what he saw. Right. Insert spooky music. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> I try. <laughs> okay, this next one is super recent, which is dope. Okay, on the night of July 21st, 2020, a few family members and one of my friends and myself 
We're sitting in our backyard trying to get a decent view of the comet using various binoculars and such. We had been stargazing for a good half hour before a few of us simultaneously spoke out while pointing towards the northwest about 45 degrees up in the night sky. What is that? The rest of us shifted our gaze to the area of the sky that the others were pointing out and kept our eyes vigilant to see the item in question. After a moment's time, there was a flash of light seen by all of us. It looked to be the size of a star and just a bit more luminous. It would pulse and then go completely dark. About every 10 seconds, it would pulse again and then again, darkness. We kept trying to make sense of it. We went back and forth with ideas of what it could be. And as we spoke, I lifted the lower powered binoculars I had at the same time. Wait, what the fuck am I saying? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I lifted the lower powered binoculars I had at the time to see it. It (laughs) It flashed dimly a few times. And in that time, I got a good bearing on the object's heading. On the fourth flash, the object lit up with such intensity that it momentarily blinded me. I ripped the binoculars from my eyes and rubbed them and shifted my gaze to around where the object should appear again. Again, it flashed, and again I had to avert my eyes. This time I was looking at it with my naked eye, and it still made me look away. After those flashes, it dimmed a bit and started to alter between bright and dim until it had crossed the horizon. Insane. That's so weird. I wonder like, what that would be. Because you can't really... I mean, you can be blinded by a star. Like, the sun is a star. But you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but not the, everything. But, like, I don't... I can't imagine, like, looking at, like, the Milky Way and getting, like, blinded by something. That's insane. Yeah. Even, like, a satellite. Like, it wouldn't make you turn your eyes. That's crazy. And it was recently. And I feel like there's, like more spooky shit that goes on in the sky during times of, like, stuff happening in the sky. You know what I mean? Like, the comet or, like, the Perseid meteor shower and, like, things like that. Or it could just be that more people are looking at the sky. This is true. This is definitely true. Y'alls. All right. Okay. Gateway to more answers. It was summertime, sometime between 2013 and 2016. That's a pretty large count. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I right. get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I feel it. I feel it. Uh, the primary thing I remember is that it was mid-June. The night's peak had come and gone a few hours ago, along with everyone's will to stay awake. All except for mine. I wanted to have some peaceful time looking over the lake so that I could attain, obtain, sorry, <clears throat> a little bit of the absolute, ab- fuck my ass. God damn. So no, I like-, like when you fuck up reading because I constantly fuck up reading. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's all. Great. You gotta balance it uh, out. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Uh, I wanted to have some peaceful, fuck, fuck. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I gotta start there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to have some peaceful time looking over the lake so that I could obtain a little bit of the absolute stillness of the world around me and keep it for myself. Aw, same. I feel that. As I sat there, I noticed some movement in the sky coming over the horizon. There were multiple bright objects that seemed to be flying around each other very closely. There were two larger vessels accompanied by four smaller ones. The whole group of them stopped their forward movement, and the large ones continued their dance as the small ones made a box shape and simply stayed in place. 
Uh, terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> not about the that. Two lar- <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, the two larger objects first flew higher and then spiraled into a dive bomb and switched direction as to break through the walls of the smaller one square. As they passed the second set of smaller orbs, there was a bright burst of light that looked almost like a power-filled aurora, and the two larger orbs disappeared. Then, the smaller orbs flew in after them, and the flash of light imploded on itself just as fast as it had exploded, and I was left there completely dazed by what I had just witnessed. Patterns and the colors are always the first thing that pops up when I think of this night. Damn, that's scary as shit. Yeah, (laughs) especially when you just wanted a peaceful night. Yeah, just looking at the stars. But no. Augie has a squeak toy, that's what's going on. It's not me making weird noises. (laughs) Are you sure you're not squeaking? I'm squeaking. (laughs) I'm squeaking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would uh, be super scary, and I don't think I would like it. (laughs) No, not one bit, actually, if if you gotta ask me. Yeah. Okay, next one. This is from Carson City, Nevada, from October 2019. Pretty recent. Yeah. I watched over a dozen tiny transparent orbs shoot into the night sky. I thought a generator blew up. As they slowed down and expanded in size, they eerily took on an elongated formation right in front of me while slowly moving upward higher in the sky. I walked the two blocks to the house I was living in where I had my roommates come outside. Some of the orbs had made a formation high above the house, which creeped one of my roommates out. A few other orbs were in odd places throughout the sky. They moved like jellyfish in water. Really odd. I would be the creeped out roommate. (laughs) Yeah. I always like, so growing up, like my dad was super into like uh, alien abduction shit and like horror stuff and like all that stuff. So I was just like traumatized as a child, like to the point where like it was hard for me to look up at the night sky to begin with. Uh, so that's, like, something that, like, definitely, like, when shit like that happens to me, I freak the fuck out. I go, like, instantly, I'm, like, my instincts are to protect me and my own and, like, <laughs> make sure everyone is safe because shit's about to fucking go down. Yeah. Yeah, because this, this, to me, reminds me of, like, some War of the World shit. Mm-hmm. Which, you know. Oh, yeah. Would be scary. Yeah. <laughs> and jellyfish are kind of creepy. Yeah, they are. They're the aliens of the ocean. Yeah. It's true. All right. Summer night around 2010. Two miles from an Air Force gunnery and bombing range. We were grilling and hanging out. We all know planes and helicopters because of how close we are to the range. Quiet night, no flyover. Or flyovers, sorry. And then my good... My fuck... Goddamn son of a bitch. (laughs) Then my buddy goes, what the fuck is that? And points to the sky. A bright white light, silent above the tree line, shoots vertical to like 40 degrees from the horizon in a flash like a laser. And then a smaller orange light appears. Thinking, I was thinking flares, but the orange light orbited the white one. They darted around for about 10 minutes and then we lost them in cloud cover. That's the gist. (laughs) So it's like two alien ships playing grab ass. Yeah, dude. I'm here for it. (laughs) I mean, they gotta procreate somehow. It's true. Alien courtship. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's the next one. 
We were driving down I-90 and pulled over on a random exit near um, Salon La Sac in Washington mm. to use the restroom. And we saw 11 stars, quote unquote, moving in a single file line towards a giant star, quote unquote. And when they reached the big one, they all disappeared one by one. I know it sounds weird and not really scary, but Christopher or I had never experienced anything like that. We are convinced no one will ever believe us, but I still get goosebumps even just thinking about it. Yeah, dude. There's something, like, deeply unsettling about seeing something that you know is not right. Yeah. There really is. that shouldn't have happened. Yeah, because, you know, this could be... You know, if it were aliens, it could be 11 little baby ships getting back on the mothership. Mm-hmm. 11 alien ships sounds like a lot. It really me. does. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a lot of aliens to me. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Um, all right. Um... In northern Texas, I was on the way to pick up my kids from a baseball game. And after I picked them up, we were driving down the road, and I saw a bright green ball of light shoot across the road and continue on to the distance. Uh, So this story was actually told to me uh, in real life because I was talking about this episode. Um, And this part of of Texas is, like, real close to Lubbock. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, like, it's, like, in the same area where there's already, like, a bunch of stuff. And, like, she also talked about the fact that, like, Roswell is, like, also not that far off. (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like um, these are the the stories that are most common because almost everyone has seen something weird in the sky. Right. Are you there? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Can I you didn't hear, hear you. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had left. <laughs> okay. I will read. This is... Okay, this is the last one here. Here we go. Okay, so I have two weird experiences. The first one, I was little, so I don't have the best memory of it, but my mom saw it too. We were going home from my daycare, and there was a huge triangular-shaped metal aircraft that looked as though it was on fire falling out of the sky. We drove towards the direction where it fell and couldn't find anything. We watched the evening news and there was nothing about it. It was really quite terrifying. The second experience, I want to say I was 21 and camping at Angostura, which is a lake in South Dakota, uh, Mm. at night. (laughs) My uncle and all my cousins wanted to talk about... Oh, I don't know what I'm reading. My what did they want to talk about? <laughs> they don't. They don't at all. My uncle and all my cousins wanted to walk down to the beach around 11 p.m. because the view of the Milky Way is 10 out of 10 during the summer there. We were all standing on the beach when suddenly a green pulsating light started going to the middle of the water. We all just got quiet and watched it. Maybe 10 seconds later, mm-hmm. the entire fucking lake lit up bright green. It was so bright, I could see all my cousins' faces in pitch black darkness it stayed like that for a moment and then went completely dark this whole time the most unsettling thing was the silence my cousins were so put off by it that they all started crying i even teared up and just felt really fucking weird afterwards for a couple of days i still don't know how to explain it but i just i just know it was not something natural to our earth that caused it it was like the water was glowing 
and it was the entire body of water that we could see. That's probably just radiation. Yeah, just regular fucking... <laughs> that's just some swamp it's gas. It's the uranium down there, <laughs> some swamp gas. Like, so that's that's actually... So Angostura, which is a reservoir here in South Dakota, is, like, over a bunch of, like, uh, uranium fields. Yeah. So that's, like, an actual thing that there's, like, radiation in Angostura. Like, yeah. It kind of explains the folks that go there all the time. I'm just saying. Fucking <laughs> for I'm real, kidding. dude. I'm kidding. Uh, I like going to Angostura. It's fun. I do, I like, too. It's, you know, it's warm, you know? It's warm, which is also kind of unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about We don't think about nope, that. No, just brush that off. It's uh, warm because yeah, it's shallow. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, that's fucking insane. Yeah. I would freak out. Yeah. That, yeah. And it's, I like that this person included that there was an emotion attached to it, you know? Yeah. Like we were just discussing, like, that's how I would fucking feel. Yeah. I would be not okay with what was happening. Yeah. Ugh. Um, so we'll go ahead and end on our stories. Yeah. Cause we um, got them, you guys. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, so I'll go ahead and start. I, uh, so I've seen a couple of different, like, weird fucking things in this guy, but I have two that stick out to me that are, like, pretty big. So the first one, I was, I think I was, like, 18 years old, and we were going to Warp Tour in Salt Lake City, and we were staying with a friend who lived in Salt Lake, and we were all, it's funny, because we were also on a trampoline. Oh, uh, but we were all laying on this trampoline looking up at the sky. And so, like, he didn't live directly, like, in Salt Lake proper, but he lived, like, like so it wasn't, like, directly, like, downtown, so it was a little bit farther away. But still, like, there's, like, a lot of light pollution. Like, you couldn't see much in the sky. Right. But <laughs> we're all just, like, chilling, hanging out, looking up at the sky, like, cracking jokes, whatever. And then all of a sudden we see, like, my friend Tice is like, what the fuck is that? And, like, there's this formation that looks exactly like the night sky, but it's, like, the stars form triangles, and it was a pod of three of them, and they were moving, like, across the sky. And they looked like they were close enough that if they were an airplane, we would have heard them, and we couldn't hear shit. Oh. That's weird. Yeah. It was, like, it was very strange and unsettling. Just slowly, like, cruising across the sky. And it is near, like, Salt Lake Airport, but at the same time, it's, like, I had grown up in Rapid City, so, like, I know what a fucking airplane looks like (laughs) in the sky, and these were not airplanes. Also, they were way, there was three of them, and they were way too close together to be airplanes. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um, And then the second one was, so, I was living in South Lake Tahoe, and um, we were out by the lake, and were like you know grilling and like hanging out and stuff and then all of a sudden we see this bright fucking blue light like shoot the fuck across the sky like crazy bright crazy fast out of nowhere and then I get a text from my boyfriend at the time that was like holy shit like we're up at the top of Kingsbury which is like up towards like the top of the ski resort um this was in the summertime but they were like up there like mountain biking or hiking or something and Walt's like, did you fucking see that? Like, we just saw this blue light, like, flash. And I was like, yeah, dude, I just fucking saw that. Well, apparently, it was something that was seen 
all the way across fucking California by, like, everyone. Like, from the top, like, Northern California, where I was, all the way to Los Angeles. Just this fucking blue streak across the fucking sky. And the government really quickly came out and said that it was a missile test. Okay, okay. But I don't believe it. So, I, yeah, I've never seen a missile test, so I can't really say, but... Are missile tests blue? (laughs) No, and that's the thing, is it's like, it looked like something very cosmic. Like, it didn't look like a, like, because I've seen, like, you know, missiles flying on, like, you know, newsreels and stuff like that. Like, they have, like, a red trail behind them. And so, yeah. So I don't believe the fucking government. Oh, weird. nothing new. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for real. So I have one really good UFO story. Um, I was maybe seven or eight and we were living in Olympia, Washington still. Um, and we lived in, well, it doesn't matter. We lived in this like shitty neighborhood, but, uh, <laughs> so we're, all the houses are like packed together. Um, mm-hmm. and I think one of my parents went outside to like smoke a cigarette and, oh, it was my mom. She went outside to smoke a cigarette And then she called for my stepdad and I to, like, come look at this thing. And so we all go out there, and um, there was, like, a red light in the sky. And at first, she was like, I thought it was Venus, you know, because it's just, like, hanging out there. But it was, like, Mm. slowly moving down. And then it would, like, Mm. move at a right angle, like, to either direction and then move back up. So it was making like weird boxes all over the sky and all of the neighbors near us were like starting to come out and also look at it. Um, so we were all just like talking over our cinder blocks. (laughs) Like, yeah, you see this shit is fucking weird. Um, (laughs) you see the shit in the sky is going on right now. It's fucking crazy. Super weird. (laughs) Um, so we were like standing there and I'm like fucking mesmerized. Um, and it was just, we saw it just before, like, it was dusk time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we watched it for a while, and it was moving pretty slow. Like, it drew these boxes for, like, it took so fucking long. Um, but my, <laughs> my stepdad and I had to go to the grocery store. So we went, and it was so weird because we got there, and people were just standing in the parking lot watching this light in the sky. Um, and I remember when we got back, like, people still watching it out in our little cinder block patios. And um, my mom said one of the neighbors, like, had called the non-emergency line to report it. And the um, woman had said, like, there were so many calls about it, but they had um, nothing to tell us. They didn't know what it was. And they Dang. just they just left it at that. And um, my parents were still watching it when I went to bed and I was eight. So I probably went to bed at like nine or something, <laughs> but, right. but yeah, it was super weird. It, it moved in like very straight lines and moved at right angles. It was fucking bizarre. I have no idea what would move like that. Right. Damn. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Cause when you first looked at it, it did kind of look like Venus because mm-hmm. it was moving so slow that if you just glanced up and saw it, you'd be like, oh, there's Venus. But, oh, it's Venus. Yeah. yeah. But then you start watching it, and it's like, oh, it's slowly moving. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking wild. Yeah. Damn. 
yeah that's it that's my story yeah yeah that's yeah that's fucking insane yeah so thank you guys so there you have it folks <laughs> yeah. yeah thank you for sending in your stories they were all super wonderful to read and it's cool to know that we're not crazy we're not <laughs> alone <laughs> we are not alone <clears throat> Yeah, and thank you for joining us for this series on alien stuff. Yeah, it's been fun, this you know? Series has been, yeah, it's been super, super fun to, like, do this research and also just learn exactly how much I distrust the government. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, that's the takeaway here. <laughs> right, don't trust the fucking government. Whether in you fact, believe you in aliens or not. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, mostly you should put all of your trust in pop punk icons. Yes. Uh, and men with weird hair. Yeah. I mean. That look like Stephen King. Yeah. <laughs> but, but not the ancient aliens people. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's the one with weird hair that maybe you don't want. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't follow <laughs> those weird hairs. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So have you been playing anything? So I haven't really had time, but... I did start playing Creeks, which is the game that we're going to review in our next Nibblesode. Yes, which is available for our Patreon subscribers. If you would be interested to hear our review on Creeks, which is our indie game review for this month, you can definitely go to www.patreon.com slash podcast where you can subscribe. We do have a lot of different options for those who are on a budget during this crazy coronavirus pandemic. You can still support us and help us do what we do. Um, without breaking the bank, and you'll get a lot of really cool content as well. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't, I'm not going to give anything away since we're going to do a review on it, but I will say I am enjoying it. Yeah, dude. Big same. It's, is yeah, funny. it's pretty fun, and it's, I, I really like the way it looks. And that's, mm-hmm. that's all I'll say. <laughs> and that's all I'll say. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, like I said, again, for joining us on this alien adventure. Um, So obviously at the end of our series, we do take a little bit of a break so that we can get recuperated. Um, Also catch up with our Patreon stuff and just, you know, take some time for ourselves. So we do have two other series that you can follow up on. We are available on Spotify. We're available on Stitcher. We're available on our RSS where we host uh, at podomatic.com. We are also available on Apple iTunes podcast podcasts. Podcasts. (laughs) Um, So definitely while you have some time during the pandemic, you can catch up on our series uh, by listening to those um, and then uh, wait for us to start with our next series. Um, Also, if you'd like to get updates on what we are doing as well as what new series is coming out, etc., etc., you can also follow us on social media. Uh, it will be at Bite Size Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. We do have a Facebook page, Bite Size Podcast. Or if you have any questions, concerns, want to ask us about anything that's going on with our series, you or, you know, just say hey. <laughs> you can always reach out to us at our email at bitesizedpodcast at gmail.com. That's B-Y-T-E-S-I-Z-E-D podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and, like, if you're listening to this in, uh, like, retrospect, we still will read your UFO stories for ourselves, because they're fun. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I will read any UFO story. Yeah, feel free to just continue to submit stories. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.